0: You have to eat the dream. You have to sleep the dream. You have to dream the dream. You gotta touch,
1: you have to see it when nobody else sees it. You have to feel it when it's not tangible. You have to believe it when you cannot see it. You gotta be possessed with the
0: dream, the dream. Yeah. What's up, guys, and welcome to Straight From The Chess Podcast. My name is Justin Groth, and I'm your host on this personal development, personal growth podcast. Listen, if you are new to the show, I just want to welcome you. If this is your seventh, eighth, 158th time tuning back in, I just want to thank you, thank you for tuning back in, and I just want to thank you for being here, everybody. And listen, if this is a podcast you derive any value from or you believe anybody else would value from, please do not hesitate to share it. Share with them, share it on your IG platforms, your Facebook, Twitter, what have you. Link the podcast, help generate more awareness about what we're doing here on the show. I would appreciate it very much. Thank you in advance. Listen, 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 Linda. This is, (laughs) I'm super pumped for this podcast. I have one of my dear friends, Vanessa, with me. Vanessa, you are the first lady, lady on this podcast. How are you doing?
1: I feel so honored. Right now. Oh,
0: stop it. Make me blush.
1: I really do. You know it.
0: Well, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you taking this highlight night of your day away from your family, away from your juice business. Um, tell the listeners a little bit about who you are.
1: So I am Vanessa Navret and I'm a wife to Daniel Navret and we have two kids and I run a juice business, which is fairly new coming up on a year here in February and I work in a restaurant and I'm just looking to go after my dreams and so many other amazing things
0: in my life. So. that's I'm Okay. So that's, that's, that's a great fasodial explanation of who you are, but you know, just like everybody else listens to this podcast, we have to get deeper than that. Yeah. And I know that this is something that's new for you, so you're going to be a little bit guarded. You also know that when we, before we hopped on, we tried to save any conversation for the podcast for this exact reason and what I had dispensed with you in the beginning was that I want you to be transparent, authentic, and just who you are and dispense with things that are important to you. and that other people can relate with. I know, I have a bi- a little bit of bias because I, under- I know you. I know, I've been knowing you for a long time, okay? So I know that there are some things. I know that there are some things you could talk about. I know that you've been through some things. I know that you're currently going through some things with your business. And so, as much as I like that introduction, and I'm sure everybody else can, <laughs> can appreciate as well. I want to hear and I want others to know what and who Vanessa is. What makes her up? What are some of the things that are strengths to her? What is she weak to? What is she having challenges with in life? What are some of the challenges you've endured with your business? So we're going to get into all that. This is you and I talking. There's no audience. It's just you and me. We're at coffee. So, now, what's up?
1: What's going on? (laughs) It's good to be here.
0: It is. It's good to have you. And you recently started the business. And it's definitely not an easy task to take on every day. The thing I will first tell you, the thing that I love the most about your pursuit, your endeavor is that most people don't know, but this is something that you've had in the back of your mind, not necessarily juice itself, but you've had in the back of your mind, I want to do something. I want to, I gotta do something. Apart from working at the restaurant, there's more to your name. There's more to your, to your stroke, so to speak, than just being a server. And there's so it's this there's, there's been this dying urge to, to extract something, or or rather materialize whatever that is. And when you started the juice business from only an idea. And that is something that is so inspirational to many because many have the idea, but never put it into practice. So why did you choose juice?
1: Well, it started before I even think I realized it. I, we shut down the pandemic, all that stuff happened. And I lost my job. CJ's was closed. And I no longer had somewhere to go. Um, to support my family. To serve others. It was just gone. And we didn't know how long. You know, we had no idea what was going to happen. Um, I thought, oh, this is I've always wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And that was a realization I had that that was not what I wanted. And that's not to say I don't love my children. But I for me, I finally realized that I I just needed this I needed to pour into people in a way that wasn't but wasn't even me. It was more of God's work. That's what I like to call it, because this isn't all me. I don't like to look at it like it's me. Um, So the shutdown happened, and I was doing my normal thing, um, going to farmer's markets, still trying to get my produce, and juicing was one thing that I found very meditative. Um, Just start juicing from washing to cutting to pressing the juice to jarring it, and I would have my worship music on in the background. And that was very meditative for me in a place where I was very unsure. I was very lost. I mean, my husband could tell you I would just be a wreck. What's going to happen? How am I going to work? Like, this has been my identity. I've worked at CJ's for, I mean, since I could work in high school. And so, but this was a very constant thing throughout the shutdown, juicing I would make it for friends. I would make, you know, I just always had something on hand for someone. Um, And eventually I got a little creative with it because we were in a shutdown. So I had time. Um, And of course I spent time with my kids, but I just felt like there was just still so much more. And again, I'm not saying that I didn't enjoy the time with my kids, but something I feel like I never had like my own identity I was very much of you know the mama bear in my family ever since we were little always taking care of someone or something so to not do that and just feel like I was just home with my family I just felt like I still needed to do something Um, and so juicing became that and one day I had like this realization and I was it was in the middle of juicing and I was like why would God not want me to be Like, doing something I find joy in. Like, to me, it was just, like, this very, like, aha moment of, like, what am I doing? Or what am I not doing? Like, this is crazy. Um, Told my husband about it briefly. It just was still, like, a weird feeling of, like, could I do this? Like, what am I? Like, I'm crazy. And then I got on the phone with um, my cousin, and she was, like, I don't know what you're still doing talking about it. And from there, it just just turned into what it is today.
0: So the way that you just said it, said that last part, and our listeners, they don't know, but what the way you looked when you just said what your cousin had said, I don't know what you're still doing talking about it. I may be wrong in the way that I uh, perceived your look on, the fa- on your face after you had said what your cousin said, but it almost seemed like that was very impactful for you to hear from what she said. And most people, when they say that, they don't really mean it. They just say it because they feel like, well, that's their way of being quick and witty and, you know, giving a witty, witty, witty response, you know, well, just, I don't know what you're doing until talking about it. <laughs> it's like for you to, so for somebody to hear that it's easier said than done. That's one of those common statements It's easier said than done for your cousin to say that I don't know what you're still doing. Talking about it. She's obviously saying it like do it clearly. those words had such an impact on you at least that's what your face said Mm. as I'm sitting here across the table from you and sometimes it's just we need to hear those words that's it and we need to hear those words from people that we trust people that we maybe admire look up to but the people that are saying it sometimes don't even know what they're saying they're just saying that because they feel like that's what they should say maybe it's in place of them being transparent or more contextual maybe they don't have maybe they don't have that kind of bone in their body so they say this is what this they pull that from the profile from their portfolio in their head this is what i say in in regards to what she's telling me Hmm. maybe this will jumpstart her Maybe in the back of her head, she was saying, oh, I don't know about that. Uh, I don't know if you have what it takes. I know you. I've been knowing you for a long time, Vanessa. I don't know if you have what it takes. But maybe she did believe that you have what it takes. And that's the reason why she said it. And she didn't know any other way to say it other than, why the fuck are you still talking about it? Get to work. Because she knows you have what it takes. You just needed somebody that you admire to solidify it. I do have what it takes. And so you so now we need to keep going because this this story obviously has some twists and turns to it. And from where you're at now from what you started at. So tell me the first hurdle you had that almost kicked you out of the water?
1: I would say it was those first few weeks of it being like 20 orders. Like that was exciting. 20 juices. That was exciting. Sure, But when it stayed there, I was like, I don't know. Is it worth it? And that's because all I've known was working Four days a week as a server and being able to physically bring home that money to provide for my family and really quickly I want to go back to my kids because that's kind of bothering me and the whole stay at, mom, stay at home mom topic stay at home moms great working moms great moms building a business from home great like all moms across the board are phenomenal But when I say that, it's just from I always thought that's what I wanted to be. And so I could never feel secure in anything because it's like, I just want to be home with my kids. I just want to be at home with my kids. Like, what am I doing wrong? Like, how can I get there? And then realizing I couldn't work. I didn't have an option. It just opened up a whole nother realm of like, what? what do I really want so I got to finally sit with myself and ask like what is it that I really want and that was the freedom to be with my kids when I wanted to be and be on my schedule that worked for me and my family and I can be there Monday through Friday picking up from picking them up from school taking them to school like I didn't have that so that's very important to me being there for all the important events in their life birthdays all of that so that is what I finally got to really find out as a mom what it is that I was like craving um sorry to derail the conversation I just felt like on my heart I needed to like express that Mm -hmm. to its full extent
0: so the first challenge oh the
1: first challenge yes sorry (laughs) um those those you know the 20 juices 20 juices and then You know, maybe there was a time where it was like fifteen juices and maybe it was a flavor that I wasn't so proud of because I was still really trying to nail down what it was I was wanting to create. Because there's a lot of intention behind what I do. It isn't just throw stuff in the juicer. It's like from where I get it to
0: You study it.
1: The connection with the farmers. Mm -hmm. Like I like to take the time in doing that. So it's not just like a quick you know trip to the grocery store
0: but how deep do you go do you do you get into the like how it was like the soil and the the nutrients that they're using to to kind of to cultivate the product or cultivate the vegetable or the fruit like are you getting that deep or are you just like are you playing mad scientist with certain um, certain flavors and what you think might pair properly or and based on research you've done on on juicing in general like how do you come up with your concoctions
1: well as of right now it's a lot of this is connection so like my connection with that farmer can i trust them you know are i've, I've had a farmer tell me if my carrots are not up to par like how they should taste and this is coming from an organic grower then i will not sell them to you I'd rather you go get them from somewhere where we can both trust that mm. they're going to be great carrots for your juice. As a good farmer. Um, so trust and like a connection is like really what I mean by like, I'm intentional with like who I'm sourcing from. Um, and yes, learning more about pesticides and whatnot, because we as a, as a society should care. And um, sometimes we just don't have the time to educate ourselves or to like go figure that out because we all have busy, busy lives. Um, And so I want to do a better job at educating and that's where like my intentionality comes from. And I like to put things together that maybe somebody hasn't tried. You know, maybe somebody doesn't like beats, but I know how to make it in a way that you would never know there's beats in there. And then that person is more likely to be like, oh, maybe I'll buy some beets or be more open. So the openness is, you know, kind of allowing that to like come to fruitation. Mm
0: -hmm. What, what has been something that you feel? Well, I want to ask you this because I always feel like the more like a restaurant or a food service business offers, sometimes it's to their detriment like if they have so many like if a product service has so many skews so many let's say a teacher company has so many skews and they have you know they have so many screen prints and they have so many basically just so many items to choose from they can get kind of watered down with what maybe brought them as the you know in terms of the genesis in their in in their progression in their business and they can lose sight of that that main thing that made them big or made them pop with the public Mm. do you feel like the more skews the better or if you just focus on three or four main that you do super well that you would be able to create the same if not better brand at that being a master at three or four different recipes that no one can duplicate and that most people love because I think that's the, that's a lot of the games, not game, but that's a lot of the tug of war, so to speak, is that people, when they get into business, they want to be, and you are very much in the good sense a people pleaser. You know, you're a people pleaser. You do want to make people happy. You go above and beyond. I mean, even I remember when, for people that don't know, I used to be Vanessa's trainer (laughs) years ago (laughs) and Vanessa would bring me an iced Americano every Tuesday, Thursday, 9 a.m. And it just went without say. She just brought it to me. And there must have been a hundred plus of these Americanos throughout the time we (laughs) trained together. And um, I'm very grateful, by the way, for those. Thank you very much. And so that's why I, I understand. I know you're a people pleaser in the good respect, in the good sense. And I think you're you're even more so for people that you value in your life. But we can't always please people in business. There are going to be people that leave bad reviews. They're going to leave people that just you say the wrong word and they take it offensively. So how does that translate with you building your, your, your juice business? Do, do you want to make all these, because I know you have people saying, well, why don't you put this in there? Why don't you do And trying to give you a shred of, <laughs> a shred of knowledge on the thing that you're already immersed in. Um, how do you combat that? And do you feel like for the future of the juice business that you're going to just maybe consolidate the skews and do skews do a few very very well and master them or do you feel like I think I'm gonna take it to that level where I'm I have eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 skews, different juices, different recipes and I'm just gonna I'm, I'm I'm just gonna go out in that that territory. Where do you see it going? and what do you believe you should do with for your business?
1: Good question. So I believe in quality. I again, you know, I'm at farmers markets. I'm I don't get everything from one grower, just so you know. And I try to get I mean, anywhere from seventy to sometimes ninety percent organic. And don't get me started on the organic train because that's a whole other train. Let's get started. Um, So I have about six to seven that are like, I like them. But even that, it changes because sometimes the fruit doesn't taste the same. They're never going to taste the exact same. But they're going to be right around where, you know, you're still going to enjoy it. And I say that because you will. Um, And then my shots, which are, I have the right combo for that and then straight celery which is it's it's own thing Um, and I feel like that's kind of where I want to stay I have one flavor I'm working on right now that grapefruit is a hard one a lot of people either love it or hate it my husband does not like it (laughs) and he will sample it for me but he does not like it Um, so I'm working on one right now but I feel like I'm just more about the quality of what I'm bringing and where it's coming from. And I know that I never want to get to a place to where I'm just doing as much as I can to get, to get it all. If that makes any sense to me, that's not going to be quality. So, um, I'm a huge juice, like lover. I love juice. I drink juice from other places. Like I always have, or I have for a while now, not always. Um, But I really do enjoy my own juice, too.
0: And you're not biased at all. You're not biased at all to your own juices.
1: What do you mean by that?
0: Meaning, that was a joke, obviously. But it's like, you're not, like, because it's your juice. You don't have a bias. Of course you have a bias towards it. It's your juice. But you also know the process that it entails. And you know what you put into it. And you know where it's coming from. And all that is nethered. So all those things matter when you're concocting a juice. And quality, that's the thing. A lot of people don't give a shit about quality as long as it produces the same product. And the same product for the consumer, if the consumer doesn't know... And they make a more they make a larger profit, then a lot of people would say, fine, and they would just they would just do it anyways. Mm. And it's the same it's the same conversation that people have when they offshore products that they make, they're making to China or whatever. They don't make them in the U.S. because U.S. would be a lot more money when they can outsource it to China, and labor's cut you know extensively so they can resell it for a larger profit but quality doesn't seem like something you're willing to negotiate on no so what if it meant the livelihood of your business
1: that's a really hard one because no it's not that hard actually right i know what i would i know i know do. what you would do um there is Just a little glimpse into this. There is a, let's say I got offered to be in a grocery store. It was that good. Well, there's a process juice has to go through in order to be in a grocery store because it needs to have shelf life. And I just don't know that I would be willing to put my juice through
0: that process. So you could see it as that. Or you could see it as this is the next step that I have to take that naked took that simply orange took that or simply the brand simply took that all these other juices took in order to get where they're going or else your business dies.
1: I might just have to let it die at that point. So, or,
0: but then again, so I'm playing devil's advocate here because the thing is, is I understand where you're coming from and I believe it wholeheartedly. However, this can be taken as an immature stance in business because it is about the quality of the product. But there is something that we have to look at when we're talking about produce. Mm -hmm. It does have a shelf life. And unless you're able to produce the juice and sell it right away, then you're going to have product that goes bad. Unless you have millions of dollars back in your company, you can't afford that. Right? Right. So would you then say that, well, naked or simply all these other juice brands, they're doing things maliciously because they're putting their shit out there that has to have preservers in it and or stay on the shelf, but that's not what I believe because my product is truly naked and organic and delivered exactly the way it is in its native raw form, but you're leaving a lot on the table, so to speak with who could enjoy your drink and who could benefit from your drink the concoctions that you put together, because you're not willing to say, or to be rather, to extend your mind in terms of the way you see the concept. You're too you're you're too entangled to the I'm gonna do it this way, that's it. And that's not a bad thing to be. I will tell you that in business that's what we call being in too much control and in order for your business to scale this is what I've learned because I'm a huge you know this I'm very OCD and for people that don't know you know now I'm very (laughs) OCD and I'm very much a control in business don't get this wrong or (laughs) contorted in a way I'm very controlling in terms of the process and the order that I keep my business. If you were to walk inside my fitness studio, everything has a place, everything's put back. My trainer's going to attest to this. (laughs) They're very good at putting things back too, but even when I, I line up my drinks in my fridge, okay, everything, that's like, that's an element of control in order for me. And this is the same thing for you to scale. You have to release some of the control. And that can actually be a good thing I've learned. And I hope that I get involved with more releasing of control. Because if not, you stay in idle. Or worse, backpedal. And that's some of the thing that I believe that you could still. Now this is probably like a 5-10 year thing, right? For your juices to be on the shelf from now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I really don't know. And you do bring up a good question and very good points, I guess. I just, I don't know if I can like, like these are beliefs and things that I've learned that maybe I'm just not there yet, you know? Well. And it's not to say I want to like, Clarify. It's not to say my product is better than the grocery stores or well, is. any other. It is
0: because of its form and because you don't have any preservatives. So it is better by definition. But more people will not be able to experience it because you feel the innate urge to keep preservatives from the product and as honorable as it is like it really is honorable I'm not trying to persuade you I'm it really is honorable that you feel that way that you want that product to be in its raw form it's it's just not realistic right for produce and Unless you're, again, willing to or able to throw away product, throw away money. You know, it's not something that's necessarily a smart idea, right? And I know that your vision is bigger than this. I know that your vision is bigger than just selling the way that you do. I know that you want to be in stores. I know that, and and I honestly believe that you have the capabilities to do that. I do also think that the thing that can hold you back and it can hold a lot of entrepreneurs back is their need to be in control. There's going to have to be some release of the control to some degree. Now you're, sh- you're nodding your head, right? But the thing is, will you put these things in practice?
1: Letting go of control.
0: <laughs> right. I,
1: well, I, I laugh because as you're saying that i can I can agree, and i I like to be honest because when I have, you know, my husband who helps me when I have you know larger orders, there is a certain way I like things done. And I know, I mean, he's he's so amazing for putting up with me <laughs> because it's like he's I mean, we I got some organic kale, and he was really getting to know the kale. and if you haven't washed organic kale, then you might want to go talk to him. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I guess the first step in hearing you say all of this and really trying to take it in because I do take what you say to heart is releasing some control, even if it's in the way people wash kale and help me, um, you know, with the whole process. So, Yeah.
0: So I will say this and I'm zero juice expert here, okay? I do I do believe that you should be very very submerged in certain aspects of the business that matter, that equate to the entire process. And I also believe you should release some of the control to the frivolous things that you really don't have control over when it comes to you scaling. So if I could put context behind that, this is what that means. Keep control over the process, keep control over the product, keep control over the recipes, everything else somewhat release control of, because at least if you have control over the product, the process, that is 90 percent of it that's almost everything if you release control over the product and the process or rather they don't have stringent criteria that each one meets then yes your juice will taste different and it will not come out the same and you will not have consistency and that's a fault that's a problem when you're producing any kind of product for the general public or to consumer use. So having control is a great thing, but control over the right things. Steve Jobs had a vision of how he wanted Apple to be, what he wanted the phone to look like. Everything from the edging to how how the user quality of it How user-friendly it was, how apps transitioned in and out when you just swipe up or when you tap in. He was very particular on certain things. That's what his product was. He's very particular on the product. The process, he was also very particular on. How things and get how you engage with the product, how things open up, like I just, like I just mentioned, okay? He wasn't that focused on who did it. He was more focused on the end result. And I think you have to be more focused on the end result because really there can be no end to this thing. It can be your legacy. It can be what people know you by forever. And I want people listening to know that this is you as well. If you're in Vanessa's boat and you're trying to start a business or you're started a business like she has, and you have revenue, you have client stream, these are things that need to be focused on. And this is not me talking at you or talking down to you. I'm talking with you. From experience, these are things that I've needed to implement in my life and I'm still working through because it's hard for me to release control. But when you release control of the right things, it frees up space for you to allocate your time and your effort and your attention towards the things that actually make you, your product, your service, the thing that's so fucking great in the beginning. I just hope that makes sense and that's the reason why I think the reason why I say it is because I see something that's great in you and I always have and the fact of the matter is this can die if you're not willing to evolve with it. There's an evolutionary process that's entangled to each and every one of us, our purpose, our mission in life, etc. And it's something that if you're not willing to release, it can cripple you. Worse, it can cause you to backpedal. Even worse than that, it can cause you to release it entirely. And I don't think that's something you're willing to negotiate with. So again, you're nodding your head, (laughs) but well, I want to hear from you. How does that, how does that sound? How does that, how do you consume what I'm saying? How do you receive it?
1: I'm appreciative for your honesty because I know you are working with me in this and not against me or down at me like you were saying so I do appreciate it and I guess for me it also brings about these you know the thoughts that come in my head are like connection you know like that's what my juice is about like it's been a vehicle to connect with our community it's been a vehicle to for any type of connection with like other women other moms other families and so like I guess and like not I guess in hearing you talk about that and the whole process you know for me it comes back to transparency it comes back to transparency with my product you know whatever route it goes and my whole thing right now is walking through the doors and just saying yes or saying yes and then walking through the doors and seeing what, what what's there it's I don't have an expectation yes I have dreams but I don't have any expectations of you know when um opportunities arrive I just say yes just like I said yes to, to this like say yes and walk through that's like what I have really tried to do this last year and having that transparency with people of the process and And what I'm giving them. And so I guess it comes back to that. Ultimately for me is like. Whatever route I go. I always want to remain transparent. In what that is. Um, Because that's like who I want. That's who I am. And how I want to be. I want to be very transparent. And um, you know. We could ask any one of the. People I've served or talked to. Like I try to be as transparent. As I can be. Because I want to connect with people right where they're at. And I always want to be able to serve them in that space. Because I have been given that by so many people in my life. that That's like very important to me. So I guess when we talk about the juice in itself, it's not so much when I look at it sitting here now as the process and you know, all the stuff that comes with produce and that aspect, it's more of the transparency. So I think like sitting here and talking to you has really opened that up for me. And I'm so grateful because I'm like, okay, that's like the root of it for me.
0: And I think that's how you differentiate yourself from everybody else because that's the, that's sort of the core, the infrastructure, the underpinning, the, the substratum to your business is your need and and desire to connect and bring people together. You know, that's kind of like the, the overarching theme rather. And so like Tom's choose has a kind of an over, you know, they give back, they give every, every, I think shoe they sell, they give, they give a shoe in need. You know, that's what differentiates Tom's. And that's probably what's brought on a lot of their popularity and a lot of their, um, their progression is that they, that's what they're, that's their, almost their, that's the way that they do business the way that they, that's that's their motto. That's, that's nobody told them to do that. That was something that they felt intuitively. Like if we're going to do business like this, this is what we want to do in return. And so this is sort of the drive. The the driving mechanism behind you producing juice is not inherently money, although that comes if you're good at what you do by default. You make money. But the thing that drives it is this notion of I want to bring people together. I want to connect with people. And it's because you're a people person and it's because that fills you up filling others up, not just with juice, but filling others up with laughter, kindness, dispensing with those things. And that's something that is rare in humans because more often than not, it's about what can I extract from you in this transactional process after that? we don't talk after that we don't have a need to communicate again, you know, and at some level, if you get into grocery stores and you start moving up the food chain, so to speak, in terms of your business, you're not going to have that connection with your buyer because you're not gonna be able to meet everybody. But in its infancy, the business in its infancy this is what it's predicated on it's predicated on connection community and that's something that again is your driving mechanism and that's the thing that's going to that's going to be able to really cultivate the growth that you're looking for so that's your differentiation i wouldn't worry so much about preservatives being on the shelf to extend the shelf life of your product. (laughs) You're laughing, but (laughs) it's something that's going to be hard for you to give up. And I'm not saying, well, fall victim to everybody else has done it. Or, I mean, not fall victim, but, you know, why would you think that, or would you discount anybody else that's done the same thing? You know, the brands that we named off, are they less of a brand because they scaled and they ultimately did what you want to do? That's what you want to do. This is not the same thing as making a product in China opposed to making it in the U.S. Businesses have made it in the U.S. by making their product in the U.S., you cannot sell perishable foods <laughs> without a means of preserving them because you will make people sick, right? Or you will it will turn their stomach. I don't know what it does. I'm sure it doesn't do anything favorable though. So these are things that, these are minuscule. This is the minutia that almost shouldn't, almost shouldn't be It should not be espoused as Doctrination You shouldn't be. In, you shouldn't be glued to this concept of keeping preservatives out of your juice, unless you were someone like Mark Cuban that has billions of dollars that can worry. You know, can throw away juices and not feel it.
1: We're not throwing away juice, right?
0: <laughs> and I say this with due respect and because. I do care for you and I know where you could go. And I also know the little things that we get caught up on because I get caught up on them all the time. And there are things that hold me back. So in a sense, I'm talking to, but I'm talking to myself too, because these little things like this cause me to fall back and, and not do things or, or, or because I'm just so hard headed and, you know, I want things done my way. I'm not going to release it. I'm not going to release. No, I'm not going to have you do that. But then when it's put into a different perspective, seen through a different through a different lens, you realize that's not, it's just not important, man. It's just not important. And if you see this thing going anywhere, more importantly, you want other people to benefit from it all across the globe, not just in your community, which was how it was birthed, but not where it's going to end up you have to be willing to release some control. That means you're willing to release some of your ego. Because control somewhat is tethered to ego. And it can be to a toxic manner or to a toxic degree or somewhat riding the the boundaries of healthy. So I feel like this inevitably could be the next step for you. Because it's not out of sight to see your juice at California Fresh. It's not out of sight to see your juice in Safeway. It's not out of sight. Many people have done it before. I would argue many people that are less involved in what it takes to be the honorable entrepreneur that you are. So where does it go from here, though? From here. Mm-hmm. Because right now you're in the day to day process. You're in the day to day process. This is you see things as maybe a month in a month in advance or a month out. What you're gonna what recipes you're gonna make. This could dishearten people if they were in your position, and I'm sure it disheartens you, because you feel like you could do more. You feel like if I just had that opportunity, if I just had that door open, that email sent to me, giving me an opportunity for this or that, or me to be, you know, able to have a, someone invest in my company and I could take it to this level and do this or hire these, these people. So none of us really know what to do next. And that's the point, man. You are you don't know what to do next. You're scared, right? I am. You don't know what you're going to be doing in a month from now, let alone a year from now. So what does that look like for you when you wake up every day?
1: To keep doing the next right indicated thing. and not give up really I mean it sounds so like oh everyone says that but it takes a lot <laughs> um, and I say that because at one point I didn't even want to like get out of bed you know I didn't want to to be honest live on this earth and so getting up and having a plan for my day, whether it be like my family, the juice business, whatever that looks like, like I'm getting after it that day and giving it like the best I can give it and hoping that I can just, I just want to go to bed at night knowing I, I did my best. And if I screwed up, how can I like do better? And that's in all things from personal life to business, like across the board. And so as far as business, it's like there's a lot of things I need to look at. And even right now, you know, as we're talking, you know, just a glimpse. Am I going to move over to subscription right now locally? Because it's getting a little crazy in such a good way. But that would help me with get some systems down because I'm not techie. I'm not. I need to work on that area. So that will help me be able to learn that aspect. Do I need to hire on help? You know, I'm starting to look at what do I need to do now? And I take the fourth week off of juice business to like try to narrow down what's the next thing to do. And sometimes it makes me want to feel like, why am I doing this? Or do I like, can I really do this? And I just keep moving through that feeling as uncomfortable as it is. And it's not easy.
0: Is it because you can't picture yourself doing anything different
1: it's because I'm afraid of success I don't um, just within my family like I don't know what success looks like I've reached out to I mean I see you and I have many like female entrepreneurs and I see like success I see like someone going after what they want and they're doing it and you know just from my history and my family and what I feel like come from and there's many others that come from worse or same thing we all have our own stuff but I just there's a part of me that sometimes gets stuck in the like I don't know if I'm capable enough that next move or that next level it seems like it just is not in my reach and so I have to come back to like what can I do today like that's what that's the most important piece is like what can I do today whether it's how am I going to talk to myself how am I going to interact with people sounds so silly but it's like sometimes that's the most important thing is like what am I doing today to be successful in that because I feel like in what I do today is going to be what matters in the long run. And that's in like all aspects of my life, which again, I'm human. I fall short, you know?
0: Right. But you fall short. But the fact of the matter is we all do. And the thing is, we all just keep moving forward. and. That's the best you can do and that's the only thing that you're expected to do as a human being, you know, is just keep moving forward. Just keep moving forward and just keep, keep taking one step every single day. Just one step. Even if you're a 0.00001% better, at least you're not the same. And you can even argue, even if I'm the same, I'm not worse, So even if you stay the same in that day, you're not worse Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and that's major and people discount that because it's like, that's not good enough. It's not, it's, (laughs) I should be doing so much more. I should be doing, I should be able to accrue so much more today. And here's the hard truth. No, it's not that way. That's not how life is. Life is predominantly shit, challenges, discourse. You have to keep getting back up and you have to keep predicating your motive on what you know you can do on the belief system that you've, maybe you've cultivated yourself or you've put into establishment yourself and it wasn't from somebody else. You have to believe, you have to continue on that train. If you don't, then you fall short and you keep falling short, you keep falling back, and then you just slowly dissipate. And that's the reason why we don't have a laundry list of entrepreneurs that we know in our families and our close unit of friends, because this shit is hard and it's not something that you just can wake up and do and then, well, I don't want to do it today. So mm, I'm not. And then it's still going to be the same though. I'm still going to get, I'm still going to keep moving. It's going to keep progressing. We need to keep it going. And the, the, obviously the truth is your days are going to suck more than your days are going to be good. And most people cannot stomach that. Most people think they're entitled to more. Most people think they deserve more. No, you only deserve what you're willing to put out. You cannot have a certain type of body by just doing push ups every day and be the jacked 300 Spartan person that you want to be. It's not going to be. It. We're obviously talking about men here because I'm sure no woman wants to be a jacked 300 Spartan. <laughs> <laughs> but. You have to work for what you want clearly, duh. The thing that people don't understand is that nothing's gonna happen for a long time. Nothing. You might even get worse in the process. Because all this self-doubt emerges. Fear strickens you. And this is sort of thing, these sort of things plague a person and keep a person an idol or they actually regress as a human being because what they wanted to do and they were so amped up and excited for doesn't turn out. And then because they entangle so much of their identity around this specific venture and it didn't work out, they feel like a worthless human being at the end of the day. Most things are not going to work out, but all you need is one thing. All you need is one opportunity. All you need is one call, one email from the right person. And it will set the trajectory in a complete opposite direction that's in your favor, that's in your benefit. But if you don't keep going, and this is why, by the way, you keep going, because you're waiting for that opportunity. You're waiting for that time to take that exit. That exit will come, but it will not come if you don't keep traveling the fucking road. And I think that we all need to just stomach that. It's not going to be something that's, that's palatable for any of us, but it's reality. And nothing ever of any kind of magnitude was created in a day, in a month, in a year. It takes hours and fucking years to make this thing come to fruition. But you make it come to fruition. It doesn't just happen out of thin air. You mentioned, and since you're not talking, I'm going to keep talking (laughs) because we got to keep this thing going.
1: I'm soaking it in.
0: You mentioned, you look at people that have success around you and you mentioned, I begrudgingly say this because you mentioned my name and I don't like that. And we had a conversation off mic relating to this because you were just being Vanessa and telling me how you feel and what I meant to you and that those are obviously you know those sort of things are immensely honorable to me they're not flattering they're honorable and with honor comes weight comes a weight that most people, when they feel honored, they bear the weight of that honor. It's not a bad weight. It's a good weight. It's an honorable weight, but it's a weight nonetheless. And I, to be grouped in that compartment of people, you know that I, A, don't believe that that is where I should be placed because I, like you don't think I've done shit. I have not tapped in to what I feel is my purpose yet. I think I'm on the precipice of it, but I don't believe that I should have that credential added to my name yet and it's clearly success is relative to the person looking on to the person that has the quote-unquote success like it's all relative right Elon Musk (laughs) would look at everybody as not successful (laughs) compared to him but the fact of the matter is we all don't see each other the way that we're perceived as in regards to the public. And I don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe you can fill this in for me. Why I still look at myself as not having done enough and not enough because I want, want, want because I really don't feel like what I've done isn't measurable and shouldn't be talked about definitely shouldn't be outlined as a measure of somebody being successful
1: so there I feel like there's a few different things in that all of this Um, going back to training at the dinosaur caves for me looking on the outside in you've done what you said you were going to do that's huge we can all talk you know um so i guess from the outside i see success from a different level you've planted seeds you've planted seeds for me and i'm sure many other people and i know you don't not that you don't like compliments but feel like you know some credit needs to go where it belongs sometimes and maybe that's just my heart God I mean you have had such an impact on me and so and that's coming from years ago I didn't know that would happen and so all those training sessions you know working the muscles It's like a lot more was working in me and on different levels. And so for you to plant those seeds, I'm just one person and you've interacted with how many other people? To me, I see that as huge, that you're having a positive impact on people. And to me, that's, to me, I look at, you know, I don't look at the numbers as a success. I think there's different parts of success but I feel like the way we make people feel, the way we help them grow, the truths we speak into people are like, try not to get like emotional about this, but they, that's like the heart of it. Like, cause I mean, what's everything else if you're not pouring into people, like then what, then what is this all for? So to me, it really, that matters. That's like the most important piece of the puzzle. Yeah. I don't just tell people any, just to tell them something. Like that's not how I walk. Um, And those few people that have impacted my life in a major way, will know it and they'll probably know it a lot more than they probably want for me because that's just how I go like you're gonna know how much I care for you how much I love you how much you've impacted me because God forbid I didn't get to tell them that would be like so unfortunate you know
0: Mm -hmm. well I mean I think that you bring up a very solid piece of character that more than a handful of people could benefit from you predicate your walk your business the drive behind it is people and being a, a almost a nexus for Between the between the juice and camaraderie, that's that's the nexus that you're creating, and you do it through your juices. And I I'm I'm willing to bet that that's the thing that keeps you going. It's not it's the thing that created, rather was the impetus for the juice, and it's the thing that's going to keep it going. And it's, it it arguably is going to be your overarching theme for your business. And that's so not only honorable, but it's genuine. And that's something that can be so relatable and penetrable to people because everybody understands how important valuable people are. Even if they hate people, (laughs) they realize how important people are how important communication and community is camaraderie those things bring out elements of benevolence to people and it's you you can't fake that you can't fake doing something for the good of others because people can see right through people that have an agenda, but there's no agenda on your end other than I want to connect with people and I want people to to see the kindness that is in the world. It's not about just the juice. This is a part of my offering. It's like the juices you're offering to then start conversation and to dispense with then kindness to then hopefully change that person's mood to change the way that they see conversation in and of itself or community in and of itself. Though I'm saying those qualities. Are the thing that you do not disconnect with; those qualities are the thing that you do not release control of. You release control the minutia, the things that don't really matter, things that are not the process, that are not the product, that are not the people. You're not releasing control over the connection. You're not releasing control over what it is that made you who you are and is going to continue to make you the growing brand that you're going to become the brand that's in the stores, the brand that's, that's hard to even get because you're sold out all the time because you're so sought after. People can connect with that because anybody can make a product. Anybody can create a juice Anybody can make a t-shirt. Not everybody has a meaningful overarching theme and reason to their business, to their product, to their process. And you have that. So that's the thing you don't negotiate with. That's the thing that never leaves your side. That's the thing you don't release control of. That's already an hour and 11 minutes. Dang. I feel like we're just talking for like 20.
1: I know. That's usually how it goes with us.
0: (laughs) Well, listen. You know, I appreciate you being here. I know a lot of the things that we did talk about, our listeners don't know because you hide it very well, but they were hard for you to talk about. And they're hard because I could see the tears starting and I could see facial changes that (laughs) were identifiable of somebody who was going to break down. But all that means is that what you're doing is meaningful to you from a very deep and intrinsic state. And it's something that for our listeners When you feel that heavy about something, it's your obligation to see it through. No matter the hurdles or the challenges that come along with it. Let me tell you, there are hurdles and challenges that come along with everything in life. You better choose the hurdles and the challenges that are tethered to something that you're willing to die for that means so much to you because you're going to face them regardless. And that is the inspirational thing with you because I see this. I see the heaviness in a good way in your facial expressions sitting across the table for me. And that's what I want our listeners to know. She is heavy, but heavy with purpose. And she's just doing her best to extract it every single day, even if the day is a draw and it's not a win. At least it's a draw and it's not a loss. Vanessa tell people how they can reach you and where they can find you.
1: You can reach me on Instagram at whole.nest.health. And, um, yeah, eventually you'll be able to catch me at some local markets with spring coming up and you can find me at CJ's if you want to chat too. Yes. In the meantime, (laughs) um, I do want to take the time to just, really thank you justin like being asked to do this my first instinct is no because all things new are scary to me but i say yes always yes and especially to you having me here at your table like talking to me just as we normally do like i really appreciate that i can be open and honest and we can just share this conversation because You have brought so much value to my life since i met you so i just really 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 appreciate you
0: i'm honored thank you thank you for being here we're gonna do it again done